You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. This is the 9to5 Entertainment System, and we are so excited because this is a very special episode. John. It's special because of the fappening. And Phil Fish's drama bomb. Ukraine getting invaded by Russia. And political segues like ISIS. Montreal Comic Con. Uh, general comment musings and such. Yep, and Only Lovers Left Alive. Dogtown Z-Boys. Brooklyn and 99. Brigade. What? <laughs> what? No! Talking over each other. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Thor 2 and Amazing Spider-Man. And all the two. Bones Brigade, guys. Yes. I the, said it! I all said this it. and more <laughs> on the 9 to 5 <laughs> Entertainment sure. System. Peanut butter. Uh-huh. It's what's for breakfast. <laughs> it's what's for breakfast. It's nice and crunchy. John, you uh, you were really excited about the fappening. The fappening. I'm super excited about now, this. What I, the I, fuck is? Because I'm just imagining like a, a whole community getting together for some sort of gathering uh-huh. to fap. Yes. No, no, no. You're 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 getting close. You're okay, like on the see, mark. Oh, really? Sophie, I'm Sophie might close? be. <laughs> so, Sophie <laughs> might be on the mark. Almost there. <laughs> But I feel that what I thought of uh-huh. is a version of M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. Yes. Yes. Which is where there's the trees. Okay. And the trees attack the humans by like, Woo! Okay, okay. But people all, jerking it, off all over you're, trees? You're also close. Okay, I, the trees got what? Okay. Um, so, so ex- okay, imagine The Happening, only instead of trees, we are talking more than 160 nudes of celebrities okay. being leaked and posted into 4chan. So we're talking like full frontal J- Jennifer Lawrence, um, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez. Um, I don't even know who all these people are. Or, or Why are they up. naked? Uh, Kristen Dunst. Um, seriously, like hundreds of pictures of these girls probably taken. And this is like the big theory where these pictures all came from. Uh-huh. Um, is that somebody had a, a, like a Wi-Fi uh, scummer running at the Emmys. Hacked into all of these girls' cell phones and took like whatever nudes they happened to have oh, taken wow. at the time, and collected them all into a gigantic, like a gigantic thing. And then the guy who had them had had like an email from TMZ saying, "We're going to pay you. We're willing to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars for some of these photos." Okay. And he was like, "Yeah, no, I think it's more fun to just put them on 4chan." So this is wow. like literally in the last 24 hours, they all got posted on 4chan. They got mirrored to Imgur, like multiple Imgur accounts. Of course, the lawyers for all these girls are like going off Insane. the charts, fucking yeah. trying to shut them all down. Yeah, but they can, I mean, obviously it's a lot, but it's got to be like multiple legal teams. Because I remember, do you remember the, the ScarJo? Yeah. The, that one got fucking destroyed. It's true, and it's hard to find those pictures. Like, the what? Not Sorry? impossible. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Had, had a similar situation. Did you just say ScarJo? Yeah, man. Sure what did. is it with you and, like, abbreviations? He's the, like, hip <laughs> He does them all. <laughs> he hits all of them. It's like impersonations, but with abbreviations. I do them all. I it's get all my, like, current kids lingo from Keith. Well, he like, he's you... the one who taught me what BT dubs mean. And yeah. he calls you Sorry when you're not around. He, you call me what? Sorry? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I say That's so. Awful. So, be regard. 
Um, anyway. Anyway. I also did teach head. So this is like the last, really the last 24 hours. And, and I don't know, like, obviously they're going to try and shut down all these I don't pictures. think, I think there's a more obvious question, which is, uh, did you? I did not. Aww. I did not fap to these pictures. <laughs> like, like it's, just, it's just a bunch of naked ladies. Like, some of them are going down on guys, which I, I guess is fun. But like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guess it's. I guess that's fine. There you have it, guys. That's that's how John really feels about it. <laughs> so, uh, but like, so John. it's like shitty camera pictures of. Yeah, of yeah, they're like cell phone cameras. They're all selfie pics, you know, like whatever. Like, and it's like vaguely titillating. I've seen Kristen Dunst in movies, but like she isn't wearing makeup in her pictures, so she looks kind of crappy. And like, <laughs> oh, that's whatever. harsh. Well. Kristen yeah. Dunst, I would. Okay, I would and I will for you, Kristen <laughs> well, Dunst. Maybe we should halt this podcast and you can go download <laughs> them before they disappear. But hey. um, there's huge Reddit drama in the Jennifer Lawrence subreddit. Like, should because, we have these pictures available? Because they, they worship her like a goddess. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> On Reddit? Yeah. Why do they worship Jennifer Lawrence? Because she speaks her mind and she's sassy and she's not super skinny. Yeah, mm. pretty much. That's a that's a pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good summary right there. <laughs> of why people like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She's not super skinny. She actually, like, speaks out, and she's just kind of, like, sassy and funny in interviews. Yeah. Okay. So that's enough to become, like, a Reddit goddess. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have a question. Yes. Not related to the fappening. Okay. Uh, just if whether or not you know about this. The, apparently, uh, Nita Sarkeesian released yep. another video. Did she? Yeah. And now people are just, like, they're... And people are up in arms as... As you do. Yeah, sure. And people are just pushing for hashtag Gamergate just uh-huh. so that it, and it's so that it's related to whatever stupid drama is going on into video games. Like it doesn't necessarily relate to one thing. Right. Because between Zoe Quinn, Phil Fish, and Nita Sarkeesian and like who knows who else wait, might. Wait, you're bringing up these names like they're something new. Yeah. No, no. They're not like new. No, no, no. I know. But like we talked about this two weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about Zoe it, Quinn. So you're saying you're saying this again. Is there something new going on with these people? Oh, yes. As an oh, update to last fuck. week, we talked okay. about Phil Fish. Yes. <laughs> so Phil Fish, is that a name? Yes. yes. He actually was born Philip Poisson. That is his real name. He's a That's French person. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, so yeah. when he became a game developer, he's like, man, I have a great name anyway, so I'll just like, turn it into English. Phil yeah, Fish. Phil Fish. It's great. It's almost his birth name. Anyway, Phil Fish designed uh, an indie game called Fez, which apparently, by all accounts, is, like, delightful. Like, yeah, you play, you play a little 2D yeah. guy named Gomez who gets a little magical Fez, which allows him to sort of see the third dimension. So it's like you're playing a little 2D platformer, and then you can rotate the thing, rotate the entire world sideways into 3D to, uh, like, unlock other ways to get up the platforms. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And just, like, super cute. No... No timer, no health bar. Like sometimes, apparently, a little bit tricky, like to get through all the jumps. But what else? Yeah. Mostly just a little throwback to adorable old school gaming. During that, that game got delayed and delayed and delayed. So even during just the development of that game, people fucking got really upset that it wasn't coming out. Did they give him money as like a pre-release? Like um, he did. He Kickstarter he, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think it was necessarily a Kickstarter thing. It might have been even before Kickstarter was really a thing. Mm-hmm. However, like Microsoft and stuff had given him money, and there was like a lot of wow. other stuff. Like he didn't hit deadlines and a bunch of things. Okay. But it wasn't necessarily like he had a direct accountability to gamers. But people were just like, "I really want your fucking game to come out." Like you showed it at a game show, and that was four years ago. You wow. know, like, and this is an indie so, game. Sorry, is... what's the latest drama bomb? Anyway, drama bomb. He has, in numerous times, been like incredibly like I forget what it was. Time Magazine gave him one of the top ten like movers and shakers on Twitter's. I think it's Time Magazine. It might be like wow. People or something. Okay. But and like in the review of why he was there. Due to his caustic Twitter feed, <laughs> like, like 
like just completely aggressive bullshit towards fans and other creators and all sorts of shit. He's a crazy person. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, he was supposedly, I say supposedly because there's a bunch of things about it that are kind of wrong, doxed last Thursday, mm-hmm. I think. And doxing is when people steal your personal information and then put it up on the internet for all to see. I, th- I think steal is, is a bad way to put it. They harvest your personal it's information. It's true, yeah, exactly. Because you put that shit online willingly, and then when you get doxed, people run around and find all the places that you have willingly put it, and they gather it together and they track you down in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And he says that, oh my god, it was anonymous in 410 and they hacked me. Blah, blah, Th- yeah. There's a couple of <laughs> reasons why it might not be anonymous. Uh-huh. One was that in the letter to him that was in the docs bundle, okay. I guess, um, they fucked up the 4chan slogan. What? So Not the 4chan, anonymous slogan. Right. Uh, it's, we do not forget, we do not forget, expect us, right. which I forget what they wrote, but it was like, not that. <laughs> you know? I was like, yeah. I feel like I could get this <laughs> right, you know? Right. Uh, mm. And also, they put up his social security number, which is something that uh, anonymous has never done. I feel not- like for sure we talked about this last time. Nope. Really? No, we, we didn't. didn't. You, you and I talked about this. Wait, oh. was that there for the last time? Yep, yeah. we were all four of yeah, us. Yeah, it was all there. four of us. Was Zoe Quinn was just breaking, and Phil Fish was defending him. You're at this right, point. you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. put up his social so security. So he number. freaks out, and there's a bunch of things that are wrong with this in terms of like the time of when he said he was hacked versus the time that the like 1.5 gig thing got like hosted. 1.5 gigs? Yeah, because it's what all the fuck bu- would be it's in piles there? of code and stuff and everything. Like they, they wow. it's ripped to pieces. Like yeah. so. Like, the time between it was, like, he said he was hacked and the time it got posted is incredibly small. So, like, unless they were maybe on, like, Google 5 or something, like, <laughs> people are like, what the fuck? Like, this couldn't happen. Yeah. So, people are claiming that he possibly doxed himself to get... Um, attention. To get, well, to get attention and to also potentially protect himself in a bankruptcy claim. Because mm-hmm. he canceled Fez 2 already and, like, had supposedly canceled a bunch of games that we never heard of because right. of Zoe Quinn. But, so they're like, okay, if he has no games coming out, and Fez came out like almost two years ago now. Like, what's he doing for money? What's yeah. he doing? So they're saying that he might be declaring bankruptcy and he's using this. However, he went on Twitter for one last little tirade uh-huh. and said, um, don't ever follow your dreams. They will turn into nightmares. This is video games. I'm selling Fez and I'm selling uh, Polytron. And you people did this. Never follow your dreams. Kind of shy of the hell? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Just don't follow your dreams. <laughs> How old is this guy? Late twenties, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go Phil Fish. Anyway, in a hilarious Wait, either more? possible coincidence or possible just like that. This is just this crazy timing. Uh-huh. This was already announced because they always announce basically what games are coming up for free on PlayStation Plus. This week on PlayStation Plus. Is it Fez? Fez is free. <laughs> so his game is now probably getting the most downloads or, like that it's had probably since close to launch. Because right. like, there's always like, a big spike when a game gets free, free on yeah. PlayStation Plus, And he's just fucking annihilating his own company. Good job, Phil Fish. We salute you. <laughs> yes. However, I also, I always kind of wanted to play Fez. And then I was like, oh, you're an asshole, Phil Fish. I don't want to give you money. Now I don't have to. I'm just giving Sony my money. He has to make money. On the, da- the downloads. Like, I it's got to be a very small amount of cash that gets back to the developers. I, What I understood, and this could be completely off-base, because yeah. I think it's not at all publicized, is that when you get put up a game for free mm-hmm. on PlayStation Plus, Sony pays you a flat sum. Hmm. So it's like, we're going to make your game free. Here's X amount of money. Right. And then that's why it's up there for a week or whatever. So it's you take that... You take that flat sum rather you, than a, a download. Yeah, exactly. Per download. Rate. Yeah, exactly. Cause huh. I'm watching Keith scratch his balls. Thanks for that. Oh, Litchie. 
Anyway, so yeah. He's a little so, sweaty here. So yeah, if it, if it is in fact that model, then I have no problem with that because Sony's already paid that money for right. me. <laughs> you don't have to get your hands dirty on Phil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give Phil Fish money directly. But right. Phil Fish already made some money, I guess. From He made a lot of money from Fez. Yeah. Anyway, Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> this is a great segue. <laughs> Phil Fish is not Ukrainian. No. Look at that segue. So, you know, like things have gotten really bad in the last couple of days over in the Ukraine. Like way, way worse than it has been leading up till now. Like it's pretty much just a straight up invasion by Russia. There are over 100 tanks like yeah. Russian tanks operating in there. There are Russian operatives all over. There's this like this place called the Green Corridor that's basically a stretch of land that connects the Crimea to Russia that is is basically Russia's land grab. They're trying to take over that so that they can get um, land-based access into the Crimea and therefore into the Black Sea. And there was a whole bunch of Ukrainian soldiers who were pinned down. Mm-hmm. And they, and then like the Russian whatever uh, freedom fighters, quote-unquote, were... were saying, like, you guys can go along the corridor to get back into the Ukraine. We're going to let you go and murdered all of them. So, what? like, seriously, what? 500 Ukrainian soldiers lost their lives in the last couple of days, all getting gunned down in a, in a like, basically a shooting gallery by these Russian yeah, like, guys. like, walk this way. <laughs> yeah, but they all died. Fucking, um... Russia's doing terrible things. There, there's, yeah. they're, they're starting to call this stretch of land Novorossiya, which is, like, New Russia, yeah. saying, like... Basically making the claim that it's going to be part of the, the Russian Federation, and it's like all of this shit is going on. Ukraine is begging the West to do something, anything. Hmm. Lithuania has got got in. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this. I actually watched the whole UN meeting on this. Lithuania okay. is temporarily part of the um, God the UN Security Council because there's like there's like six or seven main countries that yeah. stay on the Security Council and there's one rotating seat that goes from like country to country that okay. to let everybody get a chance in there and Lithuania <laughs> is on it right now and of course Lithuania and the Ukraine are not not quite side by side but they're very close mm-hmm. and both of them are like former Soviet vassal states yeah. both of them like a long history of conflict with the Russians and of course Lithuania is looking at this being like well what the shit I'm I'm also a nation that is on the coast is also bordering Russia. This could be Lithuania in fucking, like, a year if this mm-hmm. goes really well for Putin. So they're like, right, the, they got in this fucking UN meeting and were like, the, Russia has invaded Ukraine and nobody is doing anything about it. People are not using the language to describe this properly, basically calling out the states and calling out Great Britain for not mm-hmm. not acting on their defensive treaties that they're supposed to have yeah. with the Ukraine. Oh, then, oh, oh, but no, it's time for tea. Well, eh, not even, it, it's just, okay, it's the... Like I understand their hesitance because it's starting World War Three. Like, yeah, pretty much. Sort like, of. You know. Well, like, yeah, it's a nuclear power. Like this weekend, um, fucking Putin was like, "Yes, don't mess with Russia. We have nuclear weapons." Like he actually said nuclear in a fucking in a in a press conference kind of thing about yeah. this whole situation. So if he's if he's willing to throw that stick around, nobody wants to get into a nuclear fucking yeah, exactly. war. And. Uh, and and like the West is saying, well, it's a it's a tiny little stretch of land, but w- when is he going to stop? Which is essentially the same discussion that happened when it would be like like Germany was starting this shit a hundred years ago. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like the same sort of thing if like Russia just like saddled up a bunch of boats. Please pick that up so it doesn't unplug everybody. Yeah. Just, if like Sorry. Russia like saddled a bunch of boats up to like PEI and we're like we took over, we'd be like ah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I guess it really doesn't change that much for Canada if PEI is part of Russia, but also you just did an invasion, <laughs> you know? Like, well, but like, but no, I'm just. I mean, admittedly, Canada's way bigger than the Ukraine, and there's like ports. No, actually, you know, I don't think this this, uh, this comparison. I disagree. No. There's, there's whatsoever an incredibly 
powerful fishing stuff that happens in PEI. It's like a multi-million dollar fucking industry. Think of the lobsters. If you can fish off the Atlantic coast, it is like a huge fucking... That's why France kept Saint-Pierre-et-Miquelon is just for fishing. Okay. And it would take... You know how many people are in fucking PEI? 50,000 people. It would take like two tanks. You know that Ukraine is one of the most populous nations I understand that. What I'm saying is they could take... They could take PEI with two tanks and they would have done an invasion and then if nobody stopped them, we'd be like, okay, they can invade anybody. Like... I'm using an okay. example to be like, if we, if they invaded any kind of Canada and England and United States didn't come to our back, we'd be like, what the fuck? So there's some other fun twists to this whole story. For example, uh, the Ukraine is um, currently part of the um, the EU's no genetically modified crops rules, right? Yeah. And it, and in a lot of ways, it is the breadbasket of Europe, right? Like it's like main outport export is grains it's a gigantic deal for monsanto that they can't get their genetically modified crops in there if they were to become part of the russian federation then monsanto would be allowed to go and peddle their genetically modified crops and put it all over the ukraine and basically take over the the like the main grain food source for europe fun yep huh yep China well, is involved in this in a like a roundabout way, selling arms to people. Like it's so fucked up this okay. whole situation. Well, did you hear the the John McCain quote that he has spouted like several times, whatever? No. That he's like, Russia is not a government; it's an oil company running a country. Like, yeah. And I was like, not wrong, John no, McCain. Pretty good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, there's he's like, there's no thought about people. There's no thought about like. I'm gonna regret saying this because everyone's gonna judge me. But who's John McCain? Uh, he was former U.S. presidential candidate. Was he ever vice president? Yeah, he was vice. Oh, or did he just run vice president with Al Gore? Against. Against? No, McCain was a Democrat. Okay, I don't think so that Republican. anymore. No, dude, McCain is the is a no Republican. McCain. Yeah, McCain's a hardcore Republican. Hardcore, hardcore Republican, and I think he was a vice president for. One I, think, I think he's a Republican reformist, though. Like he's not a crazy Republican. He's also a crazy Republican. He's, yeah. like, in some ways reformist, but also in some yeah. ways... Yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy. I'm just saying, he doesn't have always the same... Yeah. The same he, thing. The he, same has, c- he has a military background, and yeah. he's one of the crazy Republicans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But although, not as, although, there's been some things that he's been on point about in terms yeah, of, exactly. like, reducing he's, control of some businesses, but then at the same time, he, he's, like... He's, like, church. Yeah. And stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, and on this one, he's kind of on point. Like, he's, like, yeah. he's like Russia's not even a government anymore. He's, like, it's just... An oil company that's running a country. Which is really how I see this whole thing coming around, where somebody is just like, listen, Putin, this is about so much money. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we lose face of. Like, And, of course, the EU is calling all these sanctions against them. They're, they're trying to take away the um, the Euro Cup or whatever because it's yeah. supposed to be in Russia in 2016 or something. And they're saying, like, take it away as a, as a like punishment for this, you know, yeah. which I don't know how that fucking no. makes sense. No. no. Bad bear. Well, it was just like, yeah. it was just like when they were – when the fucking – Olympics were there. Yeah. Like, they dicked around during the Olympics, even, just a- almost as a fuck you to be yeah. like, hey, are you going to take this away? Probably not. You know, like, when they were doing the, like, arrests of Pussy Riot and, yeah. and yeah, all that yeah, yeah. stuff. And the anti gay thing, also. Yeah. The big anti gay thing during the Olympics. And everyone was like, oh, we should boycott the Olympics. And they were like, bet you won't. Yeah. And then they didn't. Like, it, admittedly, much, much smaller scale in terms of there was not, like, millions and billions of oil and genetically modified yeah, food yeah. stuff going on, but it was still, like, they're, they've been, like, it's always kind of them testing the waters to see How if anybody does go. anything, yeah. and nobody does anything, so... Well, that's the deal with this whole Ukraine thing. How far can they go? How far are people willing to, like, step to stop them? And, and so far, the answer is not far at all, and Russia's going to get away with it. Yeah. Which is, like, the worst. It is the worst, but then... <sighs> so Putin is, like, playing Risk. Yes. 
Very much so. Yeah. Because, like, there's still the fucking very real... Nuclear threat. Very real nuclear threat, but also the very real that, like, like in any country in the world, if the USA... If you, like, start killing Americans, they will fuck you up. Like, but they'll wreck your country. The, the thing is, they don't give a shit until Americans start dying. Like, everybody yeah. talks about their big play in World War II, but they... Yeah, they showed up way late. They didn't even participate until fucking the war was half over. Like, it, it's... More than half over, yeah. right? It was, like, 43 or 44, and it started in 40... And it ended in 45. 39, but yeah. Motives. Germany invaded in 39, and it was over in 46, and you're right. It was like... 44. 43 or 44 before they even got in, because it was after Pearl Harbor. They didn't... Yeah, exactly. That's it. It was just like, it was like the last two or three years out of seven. What what really (laughs) boggles my mind is that, like, you know, Ukraine, Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, Poland... Like Belarus. Belarus, all those guys. Why don't they all just like get together and be like, "Okay, we're fucking teaming up here because we're all we're the guys who are like sitting right beside Russia, and we don't want to be like fuck everybody else. We'll put together an army, standing army to do it, right? Like they all have a standing army. Yeah, but I mean that's small, obviously. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like the one to do it, (laughs) you know, like fucking compared to Russia, money and Russia army. I don't think they could. Like the only thing stopping Russia is like it's. I don't think that it's a full-scale invasion from Russia, right? Like, mm-hmm. they have all kinds of, like... Really? Ar- this kind of feels like the return of the Red Menace to me. <laughs> the, the thing is that... Slowly. It, it's not... Yeah, it, like, Russia has, like, a million fucking people in its standing army. Like, it's gargantuan. And the um, they, they have, like, a couple thousand guys participating in this thing. If they were to in, in, invest their full army, then people would have to say, no, this is a full-on invasion. And the U.S. Because Russia keeps saying it's not. Exactly, right. The, they've They've said stuff like... Our, our, some of our military boys are getting involved, but it's during their time off. Yeah, and if they're, on, they're in Ukraine. We are on vacation. Yeah, if, 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 you're on vac- <laughs> if you're part of the military and on your vacation time, you go participate and help your, your friends in a fucking thing, that's not a military operation, right? Which is total fucking nonsense. But, <laughs> but that's what they're saying, you know? So they still have this plausible deniability thing by only investing tiny amounts of their army. Which means that, to me, if, if like a Polish-Lithuanian coalition showed up, they could actually you know, significantly help in defense. Yeah. Yeah. But then what if they declared that that Polish-Lithuanian-Ukrainian alliance was... They was were an attack oper- against Against Russian, Russia, and yeah. then they have the fucking excuse that they need to be yeah. like, oh man, you fucking shot at Russian soldiers. They were just there peacekeeping, There, there, There are pictures coming out, because like, this whole thing is, is, is being played out online of dead soldiers all over the place. Yeah. Or, here's another good one. Well, a what fucking... was the thing I saw? I'm sorry to cut you off. What yeah. was that thing I saw about some soldier lying around with his head on his chest? What is that? Oh, no. That was a reporter in Syria who got beheaded. He was a very famous British soldier who had been captured by ISIS mm-hmm. like last year or something, James Foley. And yep. then he was beheaded in a, in a very public video where he, 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 I don't know, he made this whole speech. I watched the video. Yeah. And uh, I think part of the, um, the, the drama surrounding that one is that they, the, the they, video they, was... They cut his fucking head off. No, that happens a lot. What? The big, the big ISIS is chopping heads off all yeah. over town. I've only just heard of ISIS. They, I, I thought it was an art. There, there are videos <laughs> of them fucking murdering hundreds of civilians who are all lying down with their with their hands on their heads and then gunning them down with machine guns, just yeah. like seriously executing civilians, straight up. These guys are fucking crazy. They're where? Where are they from? Middle East. Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's it, a couple it, countries have ISIS, and, and I think it's a really hardline Muslim government. Operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it a government operation? Well, I thought they were ish. They have trying ties. to take over governments. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have like ties to the government, and they have like it's they're like Al Qaeda 2.0 kind of thing. Like they're yeah. just incredibly organized, incredibly fucking extreme, 
And the, I, the drama about this video, though, is number one, he was a Western journalist, and number no. two, um, the video was edited at some points, so they think that the guy shown starting the execution, like, and the guy who did the execution in the video um, is a British citizen who was really, really hardline and went over to Syria to participate in this thing, and it's possible that they used a body double and that he wasn't actually executed in the video. I don't, I don't really understand the whole thing. It's still, wow. it's okay. still like busy playing out right now. But anyway, right. in Russia, Thank they, they had a thing mm-hmm. where the wives of soldiers went to protest in Russia, being like, "Where are our fucking husbands?" Why are we not finding out what's happening to them? Because they're dying in the Ukraine in combat and their bodies are being buried in unmarked graves because if they come back and they get like a state funeral or whatever, they have to acknowledge that these guys were, oh, wow. were going to war. Oh, that's terrible. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Like imagine that your fucking husband just disappears. Oh, sorry. He was in the Russian army. That's Pro tip, don't live in Russia. Pro tip, do not live in <laughs> Russia. Wow. That's... Like I, 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 I don't even – like where is this whole thing going to play out? Um. A lot of people probably like it's. They're gonna get away with a lot. Yeah. Like if I'm just sort of like it's like looking at like they already have. They're gonna get away with even more. Eventually, they're gonna cross a line, and it's gonna be like world like Euro War Three or World War Three or whatever else like that. Like I don't know. I I think it's possible that they could they could stop after getting this land corridor and the Crimea. There there's gonna be enough like quote-unquote separatists in their region who are going to be like, no, we're declaring it's a new country of whatever, Novorossiya. Right away they're going to say, okay, now we want to be part of the Russian Federation as an independent state with our own government, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and Russia gets exactly what it wants, and it stops its war. That's, to me, probably what's going to happen. And then America's going to have the plausible deniability, no, 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 it was just separatists, we've kept our treaty with the Ukraine. Ukraine and fucking Lithuania and the rest of them in the, in the Eastern European bloc are going to be Par- like paranoid, petrified of Russia doing this with them, but nobody has the power to stop a nuclear power Russia. Is there any way we could settle this in a game of hockey? Because I feel like Canada would come out on top. If Canada were at all involved. I, I have the feeling that Russia playing against the Ukraine in hockey would pretty much end up how exactly what Russia wants. No, but like, anyway. but Canada jumped into World War One, yeah. World War Two, pretty early. We actually already have troops on the way to Ukraine right now. Exactly. Do we? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand troops. The biggest number of Canadian troops doing any operation outside of Canada since 1970-something. Uh, since... Uh, not Vietnam. Like actual Korea. soldiers Korea. Or, or peacekeepers or what? Well, we don't have soldiers. We have peacekeepers. Right, and yes, okay. they're out there. And, uh, and like Canada also, I think, I has the biggest... I got scared there for a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we, yeah, we don't, we don't have an army. We have peacekeepers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Pretty sure that we have the biggest Ukrainian population outside of the Ukraine. In fact, there are some areas in Manitoba, I believe it is, where there's more Ukrainians than anyone else mm-hmm. in the province. Like, it's, it's, you don't expect it, but it, we Fun have a fact, huge... I lost my virginity to a Ukrainian boy. Fun and fact, I'm yeah. a Ukrainian boy, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if we just show up and we're like, all right, Russia, best of seven series. <laughs> <laughs> it's on! <laughs> Race walls on! <laughs> we won gold, they finished fifth in the Olympics. I'm pretty sure we could take <laughs> Yeah. If only we could settle more wars with hockey, Canada would be a superpower. Anyway, I read up on this shit. So there's a good a subreddit on this slash r slash Ukrainian uh, conflict mm-hmm. that has like a daily thread updated with news. Every day they have a map of where the fighting is going on, updated with, like, the the front lines, where the Ukrainian operations are, at, like, yeah. GPS satellites showing on the spots where they see Russian artillery on the Russian side bombing. Where are they getting these uh, images? It's all fucking public. People what? have, like, yeah. phones and stuff, and they're like, and, and I'm a soldier, I have a smartphone, click, 
And now the internet knows. Famously, there's a couple of Russian soldiers who are really big into taking selfies. And the army is like, don't take selfies because you're, you're going to automatically whatever. And the idiots take selfies that are automatically geotagged by their phones. And you see all these Russian guys taking shots uh. of themselves like, <laughs> in, in the fucking Ukraine. What yeah. happened? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, you can't keep anything fucking under wraps. Nope. Like, this is modern war. It's, it's happening in the public arena. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that they, when they, um, in Egypt. Yeah. When Egypt went down all of them years ago, two years ago, two when years there was ago, the, yeah. the riots in Egypt, how they literally tried to shut down the wireless network so that stuff wouldn't get out, and it still got out, because yep. they can't, like, enough people had, like, sat links and whatever, that there was still information getting out. They yep. shut down the wireless networks. Cell phone networks. Yeah. Cell, ph- cell phone networks to prevent stuff from getting out, and stuff still got out. I remember that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, it's... You're not going to be able to ever do like a clandestine fucking or, okay. invasion or something like ever again. That that's why I think there there was like this huge emphasis on the lead up to this where there was a president who was taken out who was a Russian, basically like a Russian shill was in charge of the country. Mm-hmm. They got rid of him to try and get a pro-Ukrainian, pro-western mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um president. That's what was the catalyst for this whole thing. But that's mm-hmm. why there there was months and months of lead up to this with like Russia basically setting up this this separatist protester block in mm-hmm. the east to try and justify this this takeover jesus yeah dude i um it, it, it like i said it also blows my mind that nobody is i mean it, that doesn't blow my mind because like i said i understand completely the, yeah. the, the like if we get involved like the death toll goes from the thousands to the, like the tens of thousands yeah. to millions real fast yeah like if fuck if these are big big military powers that are that would be like standing off yep. remember the cold war that was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. America does love themselves a good old war. It's true, but they've kind of fucked them up in the past like twenty years pretty badly. They've lost the most of most of the wars that they've been in. Well, losing is hard to say. Those Af- countries, those countries, they're yeah. running out with their tail behind their legs. Yeah, no, but Afghanistan the- is a bunch of fucking desert nomads. Exactly, like- but I'm just saying. But those countries are like irreparably scarred. Whereas America's still doing so-so. Yeah, but when you, when you consider the amount of money that it took America to spend to get those countries irreparably scarred, I think they came out on top. I guess so, but I wouldn't call that winning. I think our losing streak goes back even further. I mean, what about Vietnam? Yep. Yeah, but it's still irreparably scarred. We yeah. won Korea. Eh. I feel like, yeah. Like, I think Korea was won. Yeah, I think Kim Jong-un won Korea. <laughs> Maybe. In the World Cup. <sighs> okay. Where they dumb. I, I feel like I have nothing else to say about that. I'm just scared, and I'm watching it every day. Cool. I would, yeah, I can totally... Keep tabs on it, I'm going to run I'm, back I'm into my it. rock. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Good job. Sophie's like, why is ISIS not an archer, and they're super <laughs> scary? And why yeah. is Ukraine getting invaded? Ah, puts <laughs> the helmet on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophie just goes home and puts on a helmet. Okay, so let's talk about something funner. Click, okay, click. Montreal Comic Con's coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Comics! Should I should I mention my disgruntledness? No, nah. absolutely not. No. So John and I, not this John, <laughs> Edit point. Scottish boy John, <laughs> is uh, going to be attending his first con ever. Ooh. He's never been to any sort of con, comic or otherwise. So we will be purchasing the um, weekend passes. Mm-hmm. In his defense, Scotland just has Haggis Con, and it's not great. No, they have cons. I'm, I'm sure they have men wearing skirts cons. Men wearing skirts cons? Yeah. Yeah. Throwing yeah. tree trunk yeah. con. Yeah. Caper uh, toss con. Drinking shitloads of whiskey con. Con, con, con. That's okay. That's great. Scotch. <laughs> Scotch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Scotch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited to go and check out all the panels. They haven't been released yet, last I checked. But yeah. So you don't know what you're excited to go and check out? Cloud I'm always covers. excited. This, that sounds fucking great. Cloudy am, weather con. I am always excited <laughs> to go check out cons. That's the thing. Cheap con. Okay, That's both great. captains are there. Well, the two big ones. Hulk Hogan is going to be there! Yeah, but Hulk Hogan's kind of a hack. Remember that time he arm-wrestled Rob Ford? He no. arm-wrestled Rob Ford? He did. What? Tell I me he kicked the shit out of Rob. No, man, he put Rob Ford over. What does that mean? In wrestling terms, when you put someone over... You let them win. Yeah, you let them win. So it was for show. Don't Why would he fucking... Why would a pro wrestler yeah. do anything that wasn't for show? Exactly. Is it for money? Money. Yeah, which is still for show. Right. Anyway, he put Rob Ford over. That's you know. hilarious. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Rob Ford got all sweaty. <laughs> in, in, in a fake arm wrestling competition. <laughs> That's terrible. Rob Ford got incredibly <laughs> oh sweaty. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, Hulk Hogan is there. Uh, Most Stewart of TNG is there. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shatner's there. Yeah, oh, Pretty much all of TNG. Someone else was there, too, from the world of wrestling. Uh, I forget. Bischoff, maybe? I no, I don't remember seeing that. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, Trish Stratus is going to be there with somebody else. I forget. Who's Trish, Trish Stratus? She's a woman wrestler from Toronto. One yeah. of only like four or five women in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. She made hmm. a huge man. Trish yeah. Stratus. She she turned manager for a while. Um, yeah, she's really cool. It's like her. Actually. It's like her. Lita and a couple of old timey women are basically. Oh yeah, I think Lita's going to be there as well. Amy Dumas. Why do res- yes. wrestlers get into Comic Con? What's the connection? Because um, yeah, I yeah. guess they make wrestling comics as well. They do. I think. I think. I just there's a lot of crossover in the fandom. Like it's the same sort of fans that will pay money for photo ops and pay right, money for autographs right. and like whatever. Else. Like it's just sometimes like at Fan Expo, you occasionally have like sports stars because it's that same. If ever there's like a geeky element to the fandom, like even sports, sports, yeah. like hardcore sports fans are geeks, right? It's right, all right, it's numbers, numbers and, and photos stats, and yeah. autographs and all that stuff. It's supposed to just like, go team. Mm-hmm. Like, so a lot of the old-timey baseball guys and whatever also show up at Fan Expo for the same thing, like sure, panels sure. and whatever. But yeah, but it's been a while now that there's been wrestling stuff at cons, like at Comic-Cons. Like, So are you going to go and get a signed picture of you and John with Hulk Hogan? I am not. No. With you, possibly. Yeah, no, Hulk Hogan car charges like $300 for an autograph. Fuck or off. $300? Yeah, I'm a... Yep. No, 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 I'm going to say it again. Fuck off. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or whatever. Right. I fucking hate the autograph thing so much so that I even forewent my autograph with Wes Craven that I had the right to based on my ticket. I did not get anything autographed because huh. I find it really dumb. Even though I already had theoretically paid for it. Right. I just, I hate it. But I do understand why they charge that much when you can sell them for that much on eBay. They'd be like, wait a second, I'm going to sign a fucking headshot of myself for you, and then you could sell it for $300, so fuck off. Give me $300. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's shitty. Super shitty. But you don't have any... That price would come down if they weren't charging that much for it. If they just fucking signed everything every time somebody walked up to them... Like Lord Coffin? They would have nothing, no time for anything else. Okay, but... That's true, too. There is a certain element of their time. Yeah. But the exorbitant $300, like, I don't... I kind of get the maybe like five ten bucks just to like weed out the. That's fine to me. Five ten bucks, I don't give a shit. That's like a it's like trivial. But yeah, exactly. Three hundred, fuck you, Hulk. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, that that's the other thing too, right? Is that's money for an autograph, and you can autograph anything. Okay. And so some of that stuff you can jack the price of really. Like if you have a collectible, like say you have a Hulk box, Hulk toy in a box, right? That's already worth a couple hundred. You can like jack that to a thousand dollars if you get Hulk to sign it. So like it's just how do you weed out that 
that audience from the fan audience. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's just a big giant fucking la- line. Well, it's like that time we were with um, Alex Malev. Yeah. And he did that, that art thing. Yeah. And somebody just won it in a draw, like for free. Yeah, exactly. And Alex was like super proud of that fucking art. He's like, that better not end up on fucking eBay. Yeah, he did like a super cool, like, Batman. And the guy, he, and then we were talking to him afterwards. He's like, that kid did not look very excited for my Batman. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you see him, send him over here. I'm going to write, like, Happy birthday, John. Like, across it. So he can't <laughs> sell it. <laughs> like, it's just, like, just giant letters. That's I awesome. love that guy's Same thing, too, with, like, uh, I think at that, at that same fan expo, there was a, a guy who was, like, uh, bartering with uh, J. Scott Campbell, mm-hmm. who had drawn, uh, who had, like, a full-color Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, J. Scott, who's, like, a really big comic book artist, drawing a Disney character, which he's theoretically... It's not one of his characters or anything, but it's still an ultra-recognizable character. Right, right. He's like, and the guy was like, he's like, listen, he's like, I'm going to give it to you for, like, this much money, but, like, please, please, please do not sell it it." on eBay. He's like, I'm lowering the price off of what the tag, like, the market that I have. I know how much you could sell this for. You seem like a really good guy. Yeah. Like, I want you to have this because you seem really, really into it. Please do not sell it. Like, he's like, I'll... He's like, I will look for it on eBay, and if I find it, I'll like report you and stuff. Well, like, like, he, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's also like depressing for the artist, being like, is, I yeah. want you to have this art on your wall. Yeah, I don't want you to make money off me. You know, like you're like, ah, yeah. it's hard enough making it as an artist. Like, and it, and that shows you even once you do make it and you wait, work for like huge companies like that, you still gotta worry about that shit. Yeah, well, e- exactly. That's the thing. It's like I know how much my stuff is worth commercially. Mm-hmm. I would like you to have it as a fan for less. Please don't use it commercially. You know, I'm right. like ah, that's so shitty. It's like for, like I I know for a fact that just I guess because he's obviously a cult guy and whatever. But like Lloyd Kaufman is like when I'm at my booth at Proma, mm-hmm. autographs are free, photo ops are free. He's like even if you run into me in the line. Ask me, I'll probably say yes. Like if I'm around, I'll probably say yes for a photo op and whatever. I got Brendan Small's autograph yeah. back when he was still just making home movies. He signed yeah. one of my DVDs. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But Lloyd Kaufman's kind of like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's like, it's like, it's more important for me that people are fans of Troma because it's such a small, like, niche. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, if he, if Lloyd Kaufman comes off as an asshole to fans, like he'd be burning what few fans he has. Right. You know, he's like, I think he understands that relationship pretty well. Oh, shit. You know what else I have? I went to a con when I was something like 15, 16. I met Adam Kubert, and he drew Logan for me and signed it. Who's Adam Kubert? He's an artist. He drew Wolverine and X-Men stuff for a very long time. I'm not sure if he still does. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, the Kubert brothers. There's like Andy, Adam, a bunch of them. Oh, I wish Scott was here. Scott would maybe know about... Scott would, would correct me. <laughs> yeah. No, but I feel that like Scott would know, because I keep hearing the fact that they're going to be killing Wolverine, and I just don't know enough In about what? It. In the Marvel Universe. Like, what? Yeah. They can't. Haven't they reduced him to atoms, and then he fucking regenerates back because well, he's fucking Well, theoretically, they could reduce him to smaller than atoms. Uh-huh. Supposedly, it's going to be something that they, they kill him off, if there's some reason that he can't regenerate. You know, I can't bring myself to care. They, they always come back. It's a cash cow. There's no way they're going to kill their cash cow. Yeah, no, but I think it's still, it's, I understand that he will definitely come back, that's like rule of comics, but it's yeah. still like kind of a big, like he's in so many monthly, like I just think it's interesting for creators, because Wolverine is touching so many comics right now, that it's just like, it lets other characters like, develop, just having him out of the way even for like a year or two, I just think, right. from a storytelling perspective. It's like when the champ takes time off in wrestling. Kind of like <laughs> when they killed Superman. Yeah, like when they killed Superman. Mm-hmm. But then Superman came back. Is Cat back? 
I think Cap is back, but not as Cap. Or maybe he's back. He was gone for almost two years. Hmm. Like, two years of removing Captain America from, like, Marvel storyline. That's, like, hundreds of issues if you count across all the different storylines that Cap would be in that other characters are getting placed. No, but so, it's amazing writing material for everyone else. I mean, yeah. I think. And it just it also lets writers be, like, free to not be, like, put Cap in everything. Or put Wolverine in fucking everything, you know? Like, yeah. Even though it doesn't necessarily, it's not final mm-hmm. the way death should be. One would say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> when you, I'm just saying it's like it's dumb as shit when your character dies in comics that he's going to come back. Like, what was it? There's a my nephew has an has a Transformers like encyclopedia mm. and in the like it's all the different multiple crossovers and they were like when they're talking about the Optimus Prime character and they're like the only absolute about Optimus Prime is that he will die and he will come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like in every version of. Optimus Prime from like the manga, the comics, the cartoon, the books, everything. Mm-hmm. Optimus Prime has died and come back. Okay, I want to talk about Only Lovers Left Alive. Okay. Okay, this is a, a movie from 2013 from Jim Jarmusch. He, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. I believe Isn't it Jarmusch? Jarmusch. Jarmusch. Fuck yes. you. I want to say Jarmusch. Uh, Jim Jarmusch of all kinds of fame. Coffee yep. and cigarettes, uh, broken flowers. Yep. I uh, liked both of those. The one about the samurai. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Dog. Dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, he made a movie with Tom Hiddleston, who you remember as Loki. Loki. And Tilda Swinton, who is that real weirdly skeletal-looking girl. I love girl. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I think she's, like, super hot. She's and an, it, al- <laughs> it always weirds John, me out. she looks like you. She, she's like a skeleton, but somehow... Slightly it's so, androgynous skeleton. Yeah, it's slightly androgynous like, skeleton, but it's somehow very attractive to me. Anyway. Weird. Tom and Tilda are playing fucking two 500-year-old vampires who have retained their humanity throughout their long life and have mm-hmm. been lovers the whole way through time. But they're like but they've spent so much time together that they're like they can spend like 100 years apart and it's like How not that How has no big one heard of this movie? I mean, me. I, I so don't okay. It's incredibly you didn't incredibly even know the Ukraine was getting invaded, Sophie. Yeah. Is it what? <laughs> you didn't you didn't know the Ukraine was getting invaded. That is anyway. true. The possibility of a movie slipping under your radar <laughs> seems pretty high. All right, point made. Point made. <laughs> okay. So well played. it's it's like extremely extremely slow paced. The, the like the tension in this movie is not very well developed, so it's more about these characters just like getting to meet each other and spending time and like traveling across the country together. Mm-hmm. There's no like the climax of the film doesn't even really resolve any of the conflict. It's like just like a slice of life of two elder vampires doing their own thing. That sounds actually really interesting. It is, was is that fucking great? Is it currently like is it in theaters right now or is it no released? no no it's 2013 so it's, is it on Netflix or last year uh, it might. I, I don't know. I didn't see it on Netflix. Right. I acquired it legally. Mm-hmm. But the um, I recommend it highly. In fact, I'm holding a copy of it in my hands right now, and I'll legally. pass it on to either of you. The um, <laughs> Gimme! Gimme it! <laughs> who are the other supporting actors? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Do I do a whole thing? I don't know. I don't need to do no, a whole No, that thing. sounds really good. Yeah, like, I'm so like, in. Do you remember Midnight Sun? Yep. No. Okay. Uh, or <laughs> Let the Right One In? It had both of them had that like very slow paced. It doesn't like it's about vampires. It doesn't like focus on exploring what vampires are in the world that the story takes place. How in. much it rage just, rock? Kind of like that movie, um, much, Summer rage of Blood. Rock. <laughs> rage rock? You know, like rage rock, like like corn, like. There, there is none of that. Oh, okay, so it's not like Dracula. So kind of like Summer of Blood. Some. No. Summer of Blood was very much about it was the guy a, being it was a, a comedy. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was it was a comedy. Guy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like just about characters who happen to be vampires. Okay. Um, 
And like they don't even I don't even think they they say vampires specifically. They might, but it's like the only reason you know is they like they start talking about having been around for decades and then there's a scene where they drink blood and then that's it. What's really cool is that neither of the characters drinks off of humans. Hmm. What? They it's only to maintain their humanity. Yeah, they, that's how they retain their humanity. They're both obviously Toreadors. They use their fucking they use the spirit's touch at different points in the movie. They both yeah. have celerity. It's like it's so it's so obvious. But they um they just stay extremely humane through their connection with the arts. I don't even want to spoil that much. Like it's such a wonderful film. No, I'm, I really, I'm, I'm gonna like watch this tonight if I can after D and D. Yep. Yeah. I mm-hmm. watched Netflix movies. I watched a bunch of documentaries. Okay. Two of them stand out. We talked about this last <coughs> last week. Yeah. Uh, Jay Adams died. Yep. Which kind of you should say who Jay Adams is. Please. We talked about it last week. Jay Adams was one of the original Z Boys. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay. Skated for the Zephyr team yep. and was like cons- like his like nickname was the original Seed. As he was the original seed of modern skateboarding, like he was incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, mm-hmm. and then as soon as he had like a touch of fame, he completely imploded on himself into drugs and all that shit, and never even came close to. His and he potential. died at young, right? Like he 56 died at fifty six or something. 54, 55, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Died super, super young after like did did time in jail, did all sorts of shit, and <clears throat> and everybody who talks about him at that time was like, he was better than all of us. He really should have been. The next AC Peralta, who made Powell Peralta. Tony Hawk. Uh, uh, well, a little pre-Tony Hawk. Okay. More, Tony Alva, <clears throat> who's the one another Z-Boy. So I watched um, Dogtown and Z-Boys, yeah, the, the documentary yep. about the Z-Boys, and then I ended up watching the Bones Brigades. And there was a bunch of stuff that like I knew, but I hadn't necessarily watched the footage in a long time. Like I'd seen Dogtown and Z-Boys before. Mm-hmm. Like when Jay Adams goes and uh, skates at the first Del Mar competition, because... Like, like so, there's like three phases of skateboarding. Essentially, there was like when skateboards came out, and they were basically like comical, like yo-yo or hula hoop thing, where people would like do like little handstands on them and like dance on the skateboard as it was rolling around and stuff, and had nothing to do with what you think of skateboarding. Okay. Then there was like the second like renaissance of skateboarding, which was like largely spearheaded. In what era? Like what? I think well, the this late is the 70s? 60s. 60s. Okay. 60s was like the first era. Okay. Mid to late 70s. Was the second era. Was the second era where people started to realize that you could move on a skateboard like a surfboard. Right. And that's when people started skating pools and doing whatever. When you see a lot of that stuff where the guys are like really low on their knees with like their hand planting and like skidding out, that mm-hmm. was like the second. They were trying to surf on the concrete. <clears throat> that got technical enough in skating in the pools that then it became non-surfers who started doing it. And there was a bunch of kids like Tony Hawk, uh, Rodney Mullen, Mike McGill, all mm-hmm. them who were like not surfers. But now we're taking skateboarding into, like... The next level. The next level. And that was, like, where skateboarding is now. Right. So, yeah. Dogtown and Z-Boys is amazing. If you watch a bunch of fuck-ups suddenly getting very, very famous skateboarding, mm-hmm. which is really crazy. And it leads into uh, Stacy Peralta, who was very straight-laced compared to the rest of the Z-Boys, went on to form his own skate team called Powell and Peralta. And that was the Bones Brigade, and that had Tony Hawk, who everybody knows, yeah. uh, Rodney Mullen, who everybody should know. I take it back. That's the one. That's the one I saw. I saw Bones Brigade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rodney Mullins, who is like on flatland skateboarding, like does what Tony Hawk does in terms of like vert, but on the flatland. Like you're watching, and you're like, none of this looks possible. Right. Like, and it's just fucking craziness. Especially like they were talking about the moves that he did. He's like, he had such a wide array of moves that didn't have names Mm -hmm. because they weren't a big deal to him to do. He's like, usually when you busted out a move, you were like, oh, I did something 
I'm going to call it the whatever. I'm going to call it like the John John or yeah. whatever. Like, but then like, he did seven of those and you're like, well. That's he's like, whatever. That's just the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like the first Ollie's happened in the ramp. You should describe what an Ollie is. An Ollie is when you basically kick off the board so that the board sticks to your feet. Now, the first Ollie's happened in the ramp. So as you hit the lip of the ramp, you would kick off the board so that the board would stick to your feet so you could get vert without necessarily grabbing the board. Right. So that was, like, impressive when you were like, holy shit, he just, like, went out of the... If you ever see a guy go out of a ramp and not grab his board and come down, he had to do an Ollie on that lip because he needs to... Push the board back to his give, feet. Give Other, the board force to stay on his feet. As, he as goes, opposed to just yeah. shooting straight up into the air. Right. So that's like the first ollie. And Rodney Mullen could do that on the ground. And nobody could to the point where when they started releasing like stills of it, because everything was done in magazines and whatever, yeah. people were just like, this is trick photography. They were like, that's not possible. He's just standing there and his board is like three feet off the ground. That's amazing. To his feet. Yeah. They were just like, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I never really thought about it. He's like, I just saw them do it in the ramp. And then was like that would probably work off of anything. So I yeah. just Ollie. And he's like, like the fact that Ollie's are, is now like a standard move. Right? That's the completely standard move. And yeah. he's just sort of like, nobody ever did it before. It just fucking crazy. And when Peralta made this team on the bones brigade, he was like, Oh, you get a bunch of punk kids together and they'll completely implode. I'm going to get these nerdy, quiet kids who just really love skateboarding. So he made the bones brigade hmm. and both those documentaries are immensely watchable. Just watching. You don't even need to necessarily be a big, skateboarding fan it's obviously I, guess. I found the bones brigade was like a like very human stories all put together and it's like a weird time in history weird guys doing yeah, that, what that, they love that's the super and, weird part is yeah. you're expecting the whole like oh punk rock skateboarding and you're like none Not of these all, guys yeah. were very a lot of them like rodney mullins is just like completely bookish like and tony is like a straight edge right no drugs yeah exactly yeah. well that was one of the things they're talking to lance mountain lance mountain was an older guy on the bones brigade who was not as talented as the rest of them and he was kind of there to be almost like assistant coach to Stacy Peralta. And one of the, like, it's super funny because they were like, one of the big things that he did is they were one of the first skate teams that made videos, like released skate videos. And they were like, he got, ended, he ended up having a lot of screen time because he lived near Stacy. But they were also talking about how important he was to the spread of skateboarding because everyone was like, when you watch Tony or you watch Rodney, you're like, I could not do that. Those people are like magicians. Yeah. And you'd watch Lance, you'd be like, I could probably do that. You know? <laughs> like, <Aww. laughs> no, yeah. like he talks about it. He's like, yeah. I was good. He's like, I was better than most people who ever got on a skateboard. Not Tony Hawk. But I was not Tony Hawk. I was not Rodney Mullen. I wasn't yeah. Mike McGill. I wasn't fucking uh, Caballero. wasn't Guerrero. Like, none of these people. But he's like, but in the, that way, it made, like, cool skateboarding look, like, attainable. And he always talked about how much shit, how, like, they got shit on for not partying and, like being punk and like drinking and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah. And I'd always answer being like, yeah, the only reason you're drinking is because you can't beat Caballero and Hawk. (laughs) Like he's like, you're drinking to numb the pain. He's like, if you have energy to go out partying after a competition, well then you probably didn't put that much effort into the competition. Cause my guys go home and go to bed. Like, cause they're done. Like if you, if you're saving something of yourself, to party after the competition. And those guys kind of dominated the scene. When For Bones like Brigade a decade, yeah. right? Like it was like 10 years of nonstop every competition, Bones Brigade, number one, number two. Yeah. Rodney Mullen only lost a single competition in his life, and it was the competition right before his dad told him he had to quit. Yeah. And he finished fifth. So like people on Flatland stuff, like the number two was actually number one. Like if we were all a bunch of skateboarders and we did like freestyle Flatland stuff, we'd be like, 
the best the best flatland skateboarder in the world is actually number two because that's the gap. Like you can't touch Rodney at all. But you might take number two. But you might take number two. They were like, he's doing a different sport than the rest of us. Yeah. That's like the gap of talent. Hmm. Like we're like we can't even imagine it. There's like. There's talk. There were like people were like there were rumors flying around that he was like skateboarding nine hours a day, and like members of the Bones Brigade are like, we can't necessarily say those weren't true. He's like, we would get to like hotels at two o'clock in the morning, and you're like, everyone's obviously exhausted and stuff from traveling around. He's like, okay guys, I'm gonna go skate a little bit in the parking lot. <laughs> and he's like, and you see Tony like not Tony Rodney just outside in the parking lot skating around. You're like, well fuck. And he's like, you just make you feel shitty for not skating all the time, yeah. like because. He, they were like he was easily doing probably very like, fun documentary yeah super yeah. super fun and you feel so sad for Rodney Rodney seems like such a little messed up kid and he's so quiet and he almost cries like five times in the oh movie. my god he's no like he like he hates he hates competition but he loves being the best kind of thing like he's thrown out all of his trophies or given them away and like and everything else and he's like at this point if you read up on him now he's like he only skates at two or three o'clock in the morning He's like, I really don't like being watched. He's like, there's this weird pressure on me to be, do amazing, to do amazing shit. stuff. And sometimes I just want to like cruise around and like, it's like, it's super weird. They also talk about Tony Hawk almost quitting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very strange when you're like, these that sounds g- interesting. I might, I might catch that one yeah, as well yeah. then. Yeah. I would say both of them, both not of that, them I'm are. I'm not re- that into skating. So that's the thing. I, I found it like, I'm not that into skating either. I found the, the, the bones brigade anyway, like very watchable. Yeah. It was just like a good, like a good story in and of itself. Okay. Yeah. I'd say I really Dogtown like and Z boys is super, super similar. Only yeah. the characters are way more low class. Like I really like introspectives like that into yeah. like people that have lived through something like so outlandish to what I'm living, you know? Good documentaries, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Both of them are super, super top notch. Something, um, I don't know if you're done talking about that, but like something I watched on Netflix, which is completely not a documentary, is I caught Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn, Andy Samberg Brooklyn, and Terry Crews. Yeah. Yeah. What and a lot. That? And uh, Chelsea Peretti and that guy from Wet Hot American Summer, the little chunky guy. What is it? And it's a cop comedy. Mm-hmm. That is correct. It is a show about cops at a precinct, 99th precinct in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's a cop sitcom. It's smartly written. I think it's fucking hilarious. And How many seasons are there? Uh, there's only one on Netflix right now. I don't know if there's more out there. I think it's um, only the first. I think it's got renewed for a second that starts this fall. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Because, I mean, it's a tired old freaking recipe for a show and for a sitcom. But right. they managed to, to make it feel fresh. And well. Th- I found. For, no, but I'm just saying for a sitcom. For a sitcom, Normally yeah. the cops are dramas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but I mean. Name How another, name name another, another cop, cop comedy. comedy. Uh, like Car 54, Where Are You? Psych. <laughs> yeah, but no. But it's usually not beat cops. Psych isn't beat cops. It's detectives, isn't it? Psych is detectives and a guy who's pretending to be a psychic because he's hyper-observant. Yeah. And he but, gets hired on as... I'm just saying, but like, it's still... Beat cops is not a normal sitcom thing, I would say. Like, first of all, most shows yeah. are... Dr- drama, I would say most Police of them are Academy. drama. Police Academy was a movie more than a show. Movies, yeah. And those also, there yeah, but that, those there are also 30 years old. There, has, there hasn't yeah. been one of those in like 25 years. Yeah. Either way, I'm really liking it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, the actors are pretty fun, and it, it was just we kind of marathon through the whole fucking thing in no Crazy. time at all. It was super easy to watch, and, and yeah, I just I like the characters. They work so fucking I, well. I've watched, a, I've watched a handful of episodes, and I just, I like it. It's funny. I just feel it's not that polished. No, like, well, I mean, that's you're you're talking about the first season. The first season of anything is not that, but 
True. Other 30 than rock. Game of Thrones. 30 Rock. Fuck 30, you. Okay, 30 Rock was amazing. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying 30 Rock. Like, like I know it's an incredibly high bar, yeah. but it's like 30 Rock is incredibly tight, incredibly funny from the get-go, and is yeah. like a million very smart jokes in 20 minutes all the time. Yeah. yeah. And like I know that you're like, oh, could we... Like, but why can't I compare it? It's a network fucking comedy, you know? Like, I don't know. I like it. I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna... like I said, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Stop making jokes about Krang on <laughs> network TV. <laughs> exactly. That's the greatest joke of 30 Rock history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch the second season, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like I, it. That <clears throat> was good. I have it as a to-watch, but it's just it does lack a bit of polish, and every now and then it gets a little... I find there's like... When a few minutes of a show are flat, yep. and you only have 22 minutes on a 30-hour spot, you're kind of like... Huh. Well, I haven't caught very many of those at all I'm, in there. I'm taking one for the team, and I'm at episode eight of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How's that one going? Oh, it's not so good. It's no? uh, it's a little slow. I Characters hear it picks up are eventually. fucking corny, and uh, the like writing is like grade le- like like targeted at like grade eleven. But like, I feel like there's potential, you know. And so I'm just like forcing myself to sit through hour long episodes. But you've also watched every Marvel movie, right? So yes. so you're like. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure this thing like yeah it, that's actually why I'm doing it I want yeah. I want to be plugged into like whatever other shit they're gonna roll into the Marvel universe out of this thing yeah you know what that's a good reason for me to pick it up then yeah but like it's tough going man some of the fucking episodes are just like you know it's like a very cheesy storyline you know how it's gonna well, it's play all monster out. of the week stuff basically right so that's far like... yes it's all monster of the week there, there's a like a lot of insinuation like you didn't see the Captain America two. No, I haven't seen that yet. No. Well, anyway, look, the major the major plotline of that is that Hydra has 100% infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and basically mm-hmm. taken S.H.I.E.L.D. over mm-hmm. and is using it to, like, further Hydra's aims. Mm-hmm. That's the plot of the movie. So okay. these, this TV show being based on a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents running around, like, obviously is going to be... Just post-Avengers 2, so pre-Captain America 2. That's right. Yeah. Is, like, heavily impacted by it. Actually, yeah, that's one of the things they mentioned. Like, the opening of the show is on... Like after aliens invaded New York, and they're like, "Yeah, everything is fucking changed now because there are aliens, and people know there's aliens, and we gotta like be active about it." That's like the gestation of the, yeah, of the yeah. show. Um, but man, uh, it's it's slow going. Hmm. I hope it fucking picks up. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I just watched Thor two last night. Oh yeah, what you think? Yeah. I uh, it's better it than the first. But, yeah, better than the first. I don't necessarily know if it was better than the first. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't, it like, wasn't it nice that it was a Thor story? There wasn't that much stuff on Earth. It was like really. About... I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I thought that the uh, the last fight was a little bit goofy, like them flying in and out of worlds yep. or whatever. And I was like, this seems convenient. Like I know there's portals everywhere, but come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I was like that. It took me out of it a little bit. Uh-huh. Same thing too, where there's only like a throwaway line, and this is again. Just because it is the multi, like not the multiverse, but like it is the Marvel universe. Uh-huh. Like they're like, yeah, Shield's not answering my phone calls, and I was like, but I feel like they would start when portals start opening get up. Get ready for that to get answered in Captain America Two. Okay, yeah. so and but do you know what I mean? Like even yeah, if it was yeah. just, just like a little bit more than a throw, like, I was like, I understand she said Shield's not answering my phone calls. Yeah, I get it, but I'm like. But even just maybe say that in more than just a throwaway line from Kat Denning just running her mouth off a million yeah. miles an hour. Like, just to be like, no, seriously, we're trying to get in touch with S.H.I.E.L.D. They're not answering. We need to take care of this on our own. Yeah. You know, like, that that I would have been okay with. <laughs> like, just to just say that, like, they're not answering. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's not. Because, yeah. like, otherwise it seems very, you're like, so why isn't Hulk punching this guy? Yeah. Like, this seems like Thor could be like, hey, guy. Although hey, the, the Captain America pseudo cameo is delightful. Wasn't it? It was, I, I lolled. I lolled pretty hard. Talking about uh, sequels, I saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
How was this it? This weekend. Was it amazing? Fucking horrible. I was really disappointed. Oh. It really didn't hold up. So God damn it, Garfield. So many good actors tragically under misused. Yeah, no, I have to agree. I thought it was fantastic. It had amazing Wait, potential. What? I have to say potential. I really enjoyed how they toyed with our heartstrings a little bit at the end for the Gwen Stacy bit. Because mm-hmm. everybody who's read the comics knows what Gwen Stacy's Gwen Stacy. Gwen, Gwen Stacy's <laughs> fate is. Yeah. And I felt they kept making you like, oh no, it's happening now. Oh no, it's not. Oh wait, it's now. No, wait, still not. So it's kind of like, it was, it was a bit of a yeah, jerk. Yeah, but the gigantic stupid ass clock tower fucking, the whole the whole set piece yes. just was, an, was like I dumb. have to agree. The whole thing was like, I really, really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was really well done, and the acting was How great. How could was you well enjoy fifty minutes of "He's a nerd" and "Oh my gosh, he just got bit by a spider"? I have never seen this story before. Forty-five fucking minutes of I that liked nonsense. It. Yeah, but uh, it happens in every movie, in every cartoon show, in every reboot of Spider-Man. It's we have to watch the same goddamn thing, and they drag that up for so fucking long in that That's movie. That's true, but I thought that was better done than previous attempts. In any case, it was. It doesn't matter. I don't need to see that shit again. That's true. Everybody needs to just watch the CG Ninja Turtles film for how to do this correctly. In the opening credits, there was the rise of Shredder and he made the Foot Clan and they were defeated by the Ninja Turtles. He sided with Krang and they had the Technodrome. They were defeated by the Ninja Turtles. Now the movie. (laughs) And I was like, yay! (laughs) Ninja Turtles, ooze, turtles, ninjas. Krang, fucking from another dimension. Shredder, also beat Shredder also up. beat yeah. Foot Clan was around go movie and I'm like yes I was like so I kn- you watched it this, no 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 no. this is the CG one not the live action garbage no. that got came it out. okay that yeah. one has been getting completely slammed got def- destroyed by Guardians of the Galaxies in the theaters yes. understandable yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is fucking, fucking amazing great. yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah in any case um hey. yeah I was gonna say we're at the hour yeah. no I wanted to I got hooked on Hearthstones Tune wanna, in next week where we talk, talk about Hearthstone. It's like two years old at this point. I like it. It's fun. I just downloaded it the other night. Now I can't stop playing. Also, I'm going to audition for Rocky Horror. Cool. All, All right. this and more on next <laughs> episode. I'm going to be Janet. The 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Goodbye, friends. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.